0: what you're about to listen to is a bry-Fi production hey everybody and welcome back to the bry-Fi podcast I'm your host bryFi your comics guy and this week really late and I apologize for that that's so I totally forgot uh, that I had scheduled a vacation this past week and that we had plans, uh, my wife and I, to, like, have an actual family vacation, which we both forgot about. <laughs> which was, and, and what makes it even better, this was for our nine-year wedding anniversary, and we both just completely spaced, completely forgot about everything. And it was funny because, like, I was talking... To uh, my head operator, and he was talking about, like, oh, yeah, someone's gonna get like fucked up on the schedule next week uh, for the work coming up. I was like, oh man, I hope it's not me. And I, he laughed at that, and I, I didn't, I like, I didn't realize he knew that I was on vacation already. I completely forgot. So when the watch bill came out, and I was looking for my name, I didn't see it, I didn't see it, and I kept scrolling down like my eyes. And then I saw my name and it said vacation. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I was so confused. And then like, it, it, what was funnier is it still didn't dawn on me as to why I took that vacation. And I came back home and I told my wife, I was like, hey, I'm on vacation these next three nights. So I was like, I got the next week off. What are we gonna do? And she's like, oh, wow. Like, that's crazy. Like, what should we do? And she's like, well, maybe we'd go to, like, Austin. And that's what we went. We went to uh, Austin and New, uh, new uh, Braunfels to Slitterbahn and all that. And um, then it dawned on us as we were booking the hotel, oh, yeah, it's our wedding anniversary. So, um, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a silly moment. And I didn't get in trouble for forgetting because she also forgot. So, yay, forgetful. <laughs> like, yay, getting in our 30s and losing our memory. Dementia. No. So that was um, it was funny, and we had a blast. Uh, our son RJ, he legitimately had like the time of his life, the best time of his life. Um, our son loves water activities, anything, and if it has H two O involved in it or just wetness involved in it, he's gonna love it. And that was his first time ever going to Schlitterbahn. He's been to water parks before, but never to a Schlitterbahn. And we went to. The New Bronzeville one New Braunfels one I, I I am terrible at pronouncing that town's name Because I've always pronounced it New Bronzeville And then I looked on the sign And it's spelt out New Braunfels And I am 34 years old And I have never said it that way And I'm not going to change now I tried to change, but I can't So, um yeah, that was a whole thing and he had a blast. His favorite and so he's not a strong swimmer so he has a life jacket. But his favorite thing was the uh wave pool river. The it's I don't if you've ever been to the Slitterbahn there, it um has like, you know, they have like lazy rivers, but it has one river where it's huge and it's a giant wave pool that goes in a circle and that was his absolute favorite thing to do he called that the ocean he loves the ocean because he loves the waves he loves how it just takes his body away to certain death but you know thankfully dad is there to save him and dad almost drowned probably twice and uh rj had a blast (laughs) and we all did we all had fun we did some of the uh tube rides or not like the big slide tubes but like the river tube rides that they have um and those were a ton of fun actually but as someone who is a parent to a child that isn't a strong swimmer and even though yes he's wearing a life jacket you still freak out because you're a helicopter parent all as well i was stressed out the entire time and i mean stressed out <laughs> but it was it was fun like i took video so that's actually that's uh unlisted on my youtube channel because that's That's just for families, guys. Not for you. Not for you, little bastards. No. (laughs) So if you want to see the video, let me know. Maybe I'll post it somewhere where you guys can watch it. If you like watching family vacation videos set to Apple Movie Maker generic music, like that's what I did. But anywho, so that was a lot of fun. But that's also why the episode came out pretty late this week when, like, it's Sunday as I'm recording this, and then I'm going to have to turn around and try to put another one out next week as well. So you're getting two in one week. So yay for you. Um, So I'll try to keep this not too long, kind of short, kind of sweet, and uh, we'll talk about a few things. I did watch a movie this past week at work, which has to hands down be the absolute worst movie that has ever been on Netflix, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke and then it turned out it's a legitimate movie and it was disturbing (laughs) so we'll talk about that more got a bit of nifty nerd news so we'll get all into that and um yeah so let's have a lot of fun all right guys up first in the nifty nerd news we have a borderlands movie update And I don't know if you guys remember they were planning on doing a Borderlands movie. I had completely forgot. But we have an update. Like, it's funny because I think the last update was sometime last year, maybe. They've wrapped shooting. And I forgot that's what the last update was. They had wrapped shooting. And (laughs) it just, I don't know, blew my mind thinking about it. And then uh, on Facebook, IGN had posted that... um, they are one got a release date for the movie and it's gonna be august 9th 2024 so i gotta wait a whole new year but i believe some stuff might come out for san diego comic-con i haven't seen anything because i haven't really been following any kind of nerd news over the weekend because you know family vacation so i don't know if anything new dropped for the borderlands movie Uh, eli roth was directing it Uh, They did do some reshoots, I think, last year, or maybe the beginning of this year. I can't remember. They had to do some reshoots, and Eli Roth wasn't available to do them, so another director came in to do the reshoots. Uh, I forgot who all was cast. That was, like, the funny thing was I forgot who was all a part of this movie. And these names have me scratching my head for a little bit. And, like... At first, I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, Borderlands." And I can't remember my feelings on it before. I am, I am now not okay. Like, I, let's—I don't want to say I'm absolutely against this movie because I love Borderlands. I'm a huge Borderlands fan, but with some of the names, with the actors, I'm just. I'm not 100% on board, okay? This is probably one of the first times I've ever, like, come to a movie, other than the one we're going to talk about today. (laughs) But, like, this, like, normally I'm always very positive, I'm very optimistic about something, and I'm always willing to give it a chance. However, for whatever reason, the Borderlands movie is not, it is really grinding against, like, my brain in the worst way possible. And um, anyway, so it's going to star Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Kate Blanchett, phenomenal actress, as Lilith. I'm sure she will do a decent job. I just, my brain is trying to wrap my head around that, and I just can't. It's really hard for me to do that. And uh, Roland, who is like badass military guy, Kevin Hart, which has to be a joke, right? Like that that's the only thing that I can think of. Um tiny Tina who's going to be in this is Ariana Greenblatt. Um and then there oh, Dr. Tannis is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, which actually that works for me. I I actually like that. Uh Krieg is going to be played by Florian Montanou. I think that's Montanou. I think is how you pronounce his name. He was in uh, Creed, I know that for sure, and that's all I can think of. <laughs> I don't know what else he did. I'm sure he did other things. I'm pretty sure he was like a funny guy. Was he in Shang-Chi? I can't remember. Um, but Creed is an interesting character to me, and I don't know too much about his backstory. I know enough, uh, or a bit, Um so I'm, I'm curious, like, this is an interesting team that they got together. There's no mention of the sniper guy whose name uh, escapes me. And then um, Brick. Brick was like the melee expert, so I, I'm not sure. But the one name that I'm not, I'm not mad at, I'm actually 100% for, is Jack Black as Claptrat. He proved that he could be Bowser. Now I want him to be a tiny, like, trash... like trash mouthing robot i think that would be really fun and really great to see but overall like for whatever reason i'm a hundred percent not with this or well i am not a hundred percent with this movie it's one of the rare instances i'm like even less than 50 i'm somewhere between 40 and 49 percent on this movie right now which that's not good for me because normally i have just blind optimism when it comes to these type of movies And I'm not feeling it this time around, so... Uh Anyway, let's move on to the next bit of nerd news. In a move I think we all saw coming with AMC Theaters, they have decided to walk back on their plan to uh, have priority seating pricing. Uh, That was something they announced, I think, a year ago, or maybe it was at the beginning of this year, where they were going to charge different prices for different seats. So the middle like section of the theater was going to be the most expensive because you know those were the best seats to watch uh movies from whereas like the front row or stuff or like the very back they were going to be at different prices or like on the edge they were going to be a bit cheaper but was it uh, like i'm not even really sure i never went to an amc theater whenever they really tried to pilot this program but right away i figured this was a bad idea because and someone put this so eloquently, like the movie theaters were the one place where everyone was equal. It didn't matter what your social standing was. It didn't matter how much you made. It didn't matter like where life had brought you or taken you or where you were from. When it came to picking a seat at the movie theater, we were all the same. We all paid the same price and it was true equality in a world that does not have equality. In fact, back in my day, It was even more truer because there were no assigned seats. It was first come, first serve. That's why lines were out the door for movies, because you wanted to be the first, so you could get that cush seat. Well, it wasn't a cush seat back then. It was a uh, a poorly padded seat with a wooden back and awful. (laughs) Just plain awful. But, like, you know, that was like the one thing where... Like, it didn't matter. You know, you were going to, like, everyone was paying 10 well, now it was like $15, $17 per seat. AMC decided to take that away, realized shortly after, this is a bad idea because no one is happy with this decision. I just, you know, I just think it's so hard to try to convince people to pay even more at the movie theaters when I feel like things have just gotten so out of hand with the prices, um... That like for me and my family mm-hmm. nowadays, we just rather not go. We'll just wait till it comes home on a streaming service because it's just way more convenient that way. Especially with our son RJ, who does not sit still, and um, it gets tough. Like like for us to even go to a movie theater, one he's got to be really in like in it to win it. Like he's got to be really feeling the mood for it. It can't just be on a whim, and he's never in the mood for it. And the other thing is we try to go when there's nobody there because we know he's going to get up and walk around, like he's going to move around. And so it's tough. It's tough to go to movies with our son currently. Uh, he just he just doesn't understand sitting still as part of the process. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for us, it's just way easier to wait on a streaming service to get a movie that we want to see. I mean, most of what we watch anyway is on Disney Plus, anywho, so we know it's eventually going to make its way there. If not, we still have like all the other streaming services. So we're, we catch movies, okay? And then, worst, like, worst result, we just buy it on Amazon or rent it on Amazon. And that's how we do it. Hell, no, that's how we had to do the Super Mario Brothers movie is just wait until it came on the streaming services. And that's how we've been watching it uh, with my, on the iPad. Actually, I think we bought it. If i'm not mistaken so we own it uh digitally so hopefully the streaming services don't go away ever or else i've wasted so so much money <laughs> anyway next bit of nifty nerd news so the writer strikes have been ha- actually have been successful in postponing a lot of things some of the big news stuff that uh one we've covered before is a uh, deadpool has been delayed due to that, which I think we were all pretty excited to see what they're doing with Deadpool 3, especially since they've released some photos of Hugh Jackman in the like OG Wolverine, like the yellow and blue Wolverine suit. So that's had, that piqued everyone's interest. Um, most recently, it has postponed casting for the Fantastic Four movie. So they're currently trying to cast the Fantastic Four movie. There's been a few rumors, none of which I can really no, like no one can confirm yet. But now it's been at least confirmed that they, ha- they can't do that because anyone who's a part of the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, can't participate in stuff like that. They can't participate in um, promoting movies and stuff. So, like, Comic-Cons, uh, like, any type of convention, San Diego Comic-Con and stuff like that, the actors will not be there. And so if you went expecting to see, like, awesome showcases and stuff like that like they normally do, uh-uh, not happening i ain't wasting my money (laughs) but uh so it's been interesting but i think like with that though comes a new refocus on like the the artists and the comic creators for san diego comic con which is you know kind of how it all started anyway so that's you know it's kind of a good get back to basics type thing i'm glad it happened after comic palooza because you know got to have some really badass actors there at comic palooza so (laughs) suck that san diego all right, and so the last bit of nerd news that we have for you today. Although Ms. Marvel has died in the comic books, and, and not even her own comic books, and that was like a whole ish thing the last, uh, the whatever episode we talked about that in, but she died in a Spider-Man book, of all books to kill her off in. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because not only me, but like every other reviewer and person out there has... Stated that Miss Marvel is like our generation of Amazing Spider-Man because when she came to the scene, she felt so relatable to like the fans and people who enjoy comics. If she felt like one of us, so I guess in some ways, to have her perish in a Spider-Man comic book kind of makes sense. And also, like one of the one of the biggest like honors is to have your character die because eventually that character will come back. For Ms. Marvel, it came back way sooner than anyone anticipated. <laughs> I don't even think we went a week, maybe maybe just a week, between her character dying in the comics to it being announced that a new book is coming out with Ms. Marvel. <laughs> so, like, that's how quickly this happened. And, like, that's, like, they, they knew. Like, they were doing this to drum up some shit for you know the new the marvels movie that's going to be coming out this year but also what's very interesting is that like i mentioned she died in the comics but she's coming back and who she's being written by is what has me excited so she's going to be co-written by i can't remember who the normal i guess you quote unquote lead comic book writer is going to be but the actress who plays Kamala Khan in the in the MCU is also going to be co-writing this. Uh, Iman v- Villani Vellani, she's going to be co-writing Miss Marvel, which is kind of crazy. Miss Marvel will be writing Miss Marvel, and she gets to do her own fanfic of her own character, which is really awesome. Uh, what's also interesting with this news, though, is uh, of course she's coming back, but how she's coming back and. I kind of touched on this theory uh, when we first announced that, or when I first announced that she was dying in a comic book, and that the potential of her being resurrected through mutants uh, as a mutant was a, a pretty good possibility. And it turns out that's what's going to happen, um, and it's gonna, I believe, tie the MCU Kamala Khan with the 616 the comic version which is you know marvel's 616 universe uh it's tying these two universes together because uh in the mcu it is revealed that she has mutant genes and that's like part of her power set but in the comics universe she's inhuman so i think what they're how they're gonna write it is that she actually is part mutant which how could that not happen you know like with As many people there are and as many of them that are mutants, why wouldn't some of the people who had the inhuman DNA who had their DNA altered not also have mutant DNA and you know, a mutant lineage as well? So it like it's plausible. I don't even know if there's another inhuman slash mutant character in the Marvel universe at all. I'm not really that versed in the mutants for one, or the inhumans mainly, like I know jack shit about inhumans but even like but i don't know a lot about mutants either other than some of them are really cool and bad and they're good ones too but anyway so it's an interesting take on the character and i like kind of the direction that they're gonna go they're gonna keep her inhuman origin like her origin story is her origin story it's just now it's been revealed or it's been realized that oh you got some mutant genes in there and that's how they're able to bring her back from the dead which is really interesting and really cool so i'm excited mainly i'm excited because iman uh is she loves miss marvel she loves the marvel universe she's well versed in all the characters so having someone like her uh you know behind the reins of a story I think it's going to be really awesome, man. It's literally getting, letting someone do fanfic in like, and like the AAA, you know, like, like, well, I guess AAA is for gaming, uh, like the major leagues for baseball. Well, I guess most of my listeners are more gaming fans than baseball fans. (laughs) But anyway, it's like you're in the big leagues, you know, like a, 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 a freaking fanfic you'd find on like some reddit blog or like like whatever kind of writer's blog or whatever gets to do it in an actual marvel comic which is pretty damn cool if you ask me so i'm excited for that and i might be picking up comics physically again just for that experience i don't know we'll see but that's it for the nifty nerd news guys stick around we're gonna talk about the absolute worst movie i have ever seen in my life Alright guys, welcome back to the final portion of the Bride Podcast, the review portion. Today we are talking about a little movie called Marijuanos. You heard me right, Marijuanos. <laughs> it's honestly, I don't know if anyone's ever heard about this movie or seen anything or whatever. There, I gotta be honest, if you know anything about this movie before I've told you about this movie... You're insane you're you're insane. You are a terrible human being and I don't want to be your friend. But if you find out about this movie after I've told you about it, good. <laughs> it was funny though, so one of the guys that I work with, I I I don't even remember how this even got brought up in a conversation. And I think the only reason why this was brought forward to my attention was because he hates me. <laughs> no. Uh, He just remembered this and thought it was like a fever dream. He showed us the trailer on YouTube because there is a trailer on YouTube. It's called Marijuanos the Movie, and it's spelled exactly how you think. But you'll always spell it wrong like I do. Anyway, so as we're watching the trailer to this movie, the only thing that I could think is this isn't real. This isn't a real movie. This is something that he made with his friends. And is trying to trick me into believing that this was a movie that once was on Netflix. Because the way it is shot is like someone took an iPhone 6... Not even an iPhone 6. Like, second-gen iPhone. And tried to make a movie out of it. But they never went to, like, film school or any type of anything. They didn't even go to how to use your camera, your phone camera, as a video camera school. They just... I don't know they saw clerks once and was like i can do that but in color and then tried to make a drug movie it's not even a drug movie it's it's a movie that has like there's drugs a part of the movie i i don't even there's a oh wow i'm already just lost for words because of how terrible this movie is but (laughs) when i tell you i clearly thought this was a joke and even after realizing okay this is, wasn't something my coworker made but like other people made i still thought well they made this as a joke like they didn't make this to be serious and try no they made this to be absolutely serious in a real movie and it was in fact on netflix at some point in time i don't know what kind of blackmail they had to get this movie on netflix i don't know who they were holding hostage to get this movie put on netflix There's no way this movie deserves to be on Netflix. Even with their shitty renditions of uh, Death Note and other horrible live-action anime, not counting One Piece, because I'm pretty sure that's going to be fantastic. But this, which is not a live-action anime, just so we're clear, somehow slithered its way onto Netflix. I I don't even know how. I don't even know if this was... (laughs) I'm just at a loss for words that this was taken seriously, seriously enough at some point to be placed on a streaming service. See, and that's the worst part. This movie was made within the like mid to late 2000s. This wasn't something like from the 90s or the 80s when you're, yeah, like everything shot back then was shitty. No, this was with great filmography around. We had Titanic, we had Avatar. We even had a Marvel movie by this point. Like, why? Who okayed this Marijuanos? So that's kind of what you're in for. <laughs> if you decide to watch it. How the story goes, though, um, and it's very difficult to understand what the story really is if you're not re-watching it, rewatching it, and making leaps of faith between scenes. But from what I have gathered in my two watchings of this movie, there's a white guy named Greg... Who worked for another dude whose name I don't remember because no one looks at anyone when they say their names. The subtitles were non existent. And, like, you know, your normal camera tropes of like when you mention someone and then the next, like, camera movement is either to that person or the scenes about the person you were just talking about. None of that exists in this movie. So. Trying to figure out who any of these people are is impossible. There's one character, his name was what we thought was either Green Dog, Cream Dog. But later to find out, it's actually Pream Dog. But we didn't even know, first off, we didn't know his name. Second off, we had no idea who the people were talking about until, like, he dies. (laughs) Then we realized who it was. Uh, But, like, yeah, it's that kind of movie, man. And so how the story goes... The main character is working with the main villain. And I guess in the past or whatever, or there's a time jump. It's not really, I'm guessing it's the past because there's this weird red filter on the movie, which I thought, oh shit, this movie is just filmed like this. Like it's just going to be all red all the time. And I mean, it's a choice, but it's the wrong choice. And they go to, I guess, a drug deal that goes sour which it sounds like it was their own fault. It goes bad because they show up late to it. But then the dude's like, "Well, give me my money," and it doesn't even seem like, like the dialogue's kind of hard to understand here. And we were trying to figure out: Did he forget the money? Did he not have the money? Or was the dude just crazy and wanted to kill some white kid today? Because he just starts blasting, and like it sounds, he he walks in with like a handgun, like a nine millimeter. And it sounds like a sawed-off shotgun is just going off, like, why this dude is just destroying everything in this house. But what's great about it, you don't get to see any of it. It's all filmed from outside a closed door. You don't see them in the window. You don't see nothing. You just hear voices, and then you hear gunshots. (laughs) And then the main character comes running out of the house, the main villain comes out of the house, and that's where you get, like, the famous line from the trailer, like, you want some, motherfucker? You want some? Like. That's like, and this is within two minutes of the movie starting, you get the trailer like tagline. And um, immediately the cops show up. Like after like the first gunshot, the cops show up within 15 seconds of like this scene happening, which is probably the best response time I've ever seen in any movie. Then the red filter goes away and now we're in modern time. And the main character and the main villain are still working together, I guess and the villain wants the main character to go pick up some drugs down in Mexico and like he's gonna buy them and bring them back. But what he doesn't know is that the main villain is actually using this as a chance to mark this dude. And I don't know why, because he didn't sell him out to the police. And even if he did, it doesn't look like he spent any amount of time in jail for selling drugs and murdering someone so I'm not sure why he wants him dead. And I think it had something to do with his brother. And now it's like his debt to be paid. I don't know. It's it's very just, it's like these guys were like taking parts from movies that they liked and thought, well, if we take all our favorite parts and smash them into one movie sandwich, it should be a tasty sandwich. But then they forgot, you know, editing, mixing and mastering audio, any type of like filmography, and just like acting. In fact, the best actor is only in this movie for like maybe 10 seconds. And all she does is berate a character and then leaves, which is hilarious, by the way. And that's the thing like, this movie is unintentionally hilarious. Because one, like I said, it's filmed like a piece of shit, it's acted like a piece of shit, and that's what makes it fantastic to watch, Uh, just how awful it is. And the continuity between scenes, because so now main character is going to go get the drugs, but he's got to bring some friends along with him first. Uh, Villain guy says, hey, one of my guys got to go with you. That's cream, cream, green, supreme dog that rides with him and this guy's like stoner idiot tells lame ass stories and jokes uh and then like two of his friends and i cannot remember any of those guys' name maybe one was carlos i don't know they're gonna start to leave but oh it was carlos carlos gotta go see his girlfriend girlfriend shining star of this movie she berates carlos for like 10 seconds straight calling him like a fat bastard and a piece of shit and then just leaves and that is all that she wrote (laughs) and it was breathtaking it was just it was one of those things where you know you paid for the whole seat but only needed the edge like that type of uh, storytelling there and just how wrong carlos had done her and when i think about the things that she said to him i have no idea what carlos did to her to make her so mad but she was very very mad so now that we've got angry girlfriend out of the way we gotta go to mexico And then we get to Mexico, which uncomfortably long uh, B-roll footage of them just driving somewhere in Arizona, I think. It was really, yeah, because they had to go to Tucson for some reason, or that's where they lived, (sighs) something. They get down to Mexico. Main character's like, oh, I got to go see my girl. And we never see his girlfriend, our ex-girlfriend, our whatever female. There is only one woman in this entire movie, and she yells at Carlos for 10 seconds straight. There's mention of the main character's girl. We never see her, ever. She just does not, she physically does not exist in this movie, only through thoughts and prayers. And which, probably for the best, seeing as how this movie's gone, I can only... Feel awful for what they would have done to whatever poor woman decided to join this cast and crew. So, after doing that, it's also revealed that the villain decides to send a hit team after the main character. And this hit team is probably the worst group of guys that you could have ever sent to try to kill someone. They do eventually kill one person. It's not the main character, it wasn't even Carlos, it was the other guy and i think he was like a big fat guy too and we don't know i don't remember his name it wasn't important enough he was important enough but he died oh it was like carlos's brother that's what it was that's who he was and that's all the name that we needed from carlos's brother so he dies everyone gets really upset they kill the main hitman because with a baseball bat because actually i don't know how they pulled that off he had a gun and everything Oh, they went to a carnival, and they somehow tricked him at the carnival? No. No, he tried to kill one of them at the carnival. it I don't remember. The, it, either way, they get the jump on him. They kill him because he killed one of them. And now the two other henchmen go back to the main villain boss, and he's essentially just full Thanos' it, and is like, well, I'll just do it myself. So he drives down. But I don't think they even go to Mexico. No, I think they just come back. They, they, they find out that it was all set up to kill the main character. So they're like, all right, well, we're gonna go back to Arizona and uh, we're gonna deal with uh, the bad guy. And the bad guy's like, well, I'm gonna deal with you. And I can't remember how it really goes down because like I said, it's not a great movie. <laughs> and eventually, they meet in the middle of the desert, because that's, you know, where drug things happen, is in the middle of the desert. And they're able to lure the henchmen away so that they cannot protect the main villain boss. And the main villain boss goes, oh yeah, and Prem Dog dies at some point in this, because they find out um, he was snitching on them. Or, like, yeah, like, he was, like, the reason why the hitman was finding them, or something, I don't remember but they kill Prime dog and then they go to Arizona and then what's his face gets Greg because you know, that's a cool name gets the main villain boss separated. And now they got like a one-on-one and you know, at this point in the movie, you're, you're at the end of the movie main character versus main villain. It's going to be like a knockout drag out fight. No, the homie just pulls a gun up on him and shoots, him, <laughs> which I actually enjoyed that completely subverted my expectations on what this movie was going to have, like what was going to happen in this movie. And that was probably the only breath of fresh air I got throughout this entire thing As the main character just whips out a gun and blasts the fucking villain because he's not Thanos. He's just some Mexican dude with glasses who looks like Selena's dad from the movie Selena. And so that was probably the, that was probably the second best part of the movie. The first part being the girl, Carlos's girlfriend who just rips his asshole a new one verbally and then you have uh, uh, um, Selena's dad getting shot, R.I.P. Selena, by uh, Greg, the greatest hero name of all time. Ooh, gas is only $2.99. I better go get it. I'm going to make a quick pit stop here while I'm finishing up talking to you. And that's the movie, guys. Uh, I don't know what happens after Greg kills him. Like, he just, okay, that's it. There's not going to be any consequences for my actions. I have killed the main bad guy and I get to go uh I think he goes back to his girlfriend ex-girlfriend's house in Mexico and that's the movie and we still don't see her. He goes to the house and we do not see her, which was the most disappointing part of that movie because I wanted like I was like okay, they're going to reveal who she is at the end of the movie and that would be pretty cool. Like I don't know. I don't don't know. Okay, there's nothing cool about this movie that I didn't think there was going to be anything cool about this movie. And I was right. There was absolutely nothing cool about this movie. But it ended, so that's cool. Um, Yeah. If I gave it a rating, positive charge, neutral charge, or negative charge, positive being a good, you should watch it. Neutral being, I don't really have an opinion. Like, it's not a bad movie, but I'm not advocating for you to watch it. Or negative charge meaning stay away. This is like two negative (laughs) charge. Like, and I don't mean like two negatives make it positive. I mean like this. You got to stay away from this thing. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Um, But if you're looking for like something to laugh at and just like be astonished that it somehow made it to netflix you gotta check out marijuanas man it just me trying to describe this movie the best that i can remember it one is very difficult because like i said one it's horribly shot it's it's just god awful But two it's very forgettable too like there's nothing really redeeming at all about this movie to me um except for the things that i found absolutely hilarious because of like errors like one of the continuity errors is when they're driving to carlos's girlfriend's house and depending on where the camera is looking carlos either has his arm out the window or the window rolled up and his arms inside while they're still having the same continuous conversation but the window keeps changing between being open and closed and his arm being from out or in which I found absolutely hilarious. That was probably the funniest part of the entire movie to me. Anyway, that's about it, man. That That's all I got to talk about. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that little um, segment. <laughs> and maybe you'll go check out Marijuana's. I don't know if you can find it anywhere. I've looked on streaming services. It's no, nowhere to be found. It's not on Amazon as a streaming thing. It's not on YouTube. The only way we've been able to find this movie is a physical DVD and brand new costs $44 used if you can even find a used one anymore I think I think my friend has the only used copy in existence was like 15 bucks so there is one I've just checked one new copy of the movie for 44.95 and that's on Amazon good luck (laughs) that's it for the episode this week thank you guys for hanging out and being a part of the show and don't forget to tune in this week later when i'll actually have some more stuff to talk about but that's it for the episode this week i bye. out